What's up, friends and family? Uh, welcome back to the Dharma Digs podcast, a podcast in pursuit of purposeful living. I'm your host, Taylor Winchester, and I want to start this episode by, of course, saying thank you for being here, but also thank you for your patience in me getting this out. I, I know some of you have been really following along closely in this podcast, and I am uh, a few weeks late on getting this next episode up, and that is for various reasons. Um, but I appreciate your patience in me getting this out, and and I know everybody's busy uh, as we start to come out of this this kind of COVID quarantine, if you will. I, I certainly hope that you're all staying healthy and safe out there. I hope that um, for those that that believe in the science behind it, you're getting vaccinated so that we can safely gather again and prevent the spread of that terrible, terrible disease um, or infection. And I'm really sending out as much love, light, and positive vibes and energy to some other countries out in the world that are really fighting this uh, in horrible, horrible scenarios right now with COVID, specifically in India. I know they're going through some some really horrible times. So sending love and light out to anybody that may have relatives over there, of course, to all of the folks, whether you're abroad or whether you're here at home in the States, if you're fighting the virus um, and it's taking over certain aspects of your life. I hope that you, uh, wish you the best and hope that you can find some peace and, and health through it all. Um, a little bit about what's going on in my world. The reason I have been absent here is because things are opening back up here in the States. I am, uh, getting busier with things that I were, was doing prior to the pandemic, such as the music industry. So I've been playing a few gigs here and there, um, but also uh, a lot of my work and my role in the industry is marketing events uh, and recently worked on the first live show of 2021 and really in quite some time that I've been involved with was the infamous String Dusters two-night run out at Van Hoy Farms a few weeks ago. It was an amazing event, worked with Bob Robertson and the folks at Mountain Roots Management to produce that show and I helped with the marketing and so that kept me busy. And then also a couple of the festivals that I work on, uh, we've had some recent lineup announcements that are happening for events later this year, specifically Bristol Rhythm and Roots Reunion, which is up in Bristol, Tennessee and Virginia. We announced that full lineup, which is an amazing lineup. If you're not familiar with that festival, please go check it out. It's bristolrhythm2021.com. Um, it's going to feature Jason Isbell and the 400 unit, Blackberry Smoke, Tanya Tucker, uh, Yola, Hayes, Carl, a lot of really good names. Um, and then also I'm working on a festival down in Florida called Orange Blossom Review that doesn't happen actually until December of this year. And uh, that festival just announced our, our second lineup headliner uh, with Blackberry Smoke being on that festival. So a couple other things coming in the works in the next few weeks that you'll hear about uh, that are more in the Carolina region for those folks that are local that I'm excited to share. Um, but I say all that to say that's what's kept me busy, and I apologize that I've not been back on this podcast and, and releasing some episodes. I do have some exciting conversations to roll out in the very near future. The next few weeks, you'll get to hear some of my conversations with uh, Rebecca Goumer, who is an amazing author uh, who's working on a memoir. She's a fellow van lifer. She's traveled the country in her van with her dogs, and uh, her story was really cool. She's been published in Oprah's Magazine and had quite a bit of success in that realm. And we talk both about van life and about uh, just spirituality and, and religion and how some some really traumatic experiences in her life have led her to where she is today as an artist and author. Uh, and then I also 
had a chance to chat with Madison, um, Madison, I'm sorry, a chance to chat with Madeline Crone, uh, who is a writer with American Songwriter, an amazing magazine and digital media outlet that uh, really covers all types of music. And she had some really cool inspiration and, and exciting kind of conversations to share around her work and how she got into that. Uh, and so that one will come out in a few weeks. And then, and actually the other one that I have ready to release will be a conversation with Kevin Calibro, who is the, uh, the founder and, um, I guess you could, yeah, yeah. The founder and owner of Calibro music media. So he's a, he, he kind of runs a PR firm. Um, and then he also manages some artists over at Royal Potato Family. Uh, so, so he's worked with some ba- bands such as, uh, Soul Live, um, Eric Krasno, Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Um, I think right now he's working with, I know he works with the Wood Brothers on quite a few things. He works with Garage Etois. So a lot of cool stuff. And he and I had a lot of similarities in, in our experiences within the industry. And we talk a little bit about how the industry can play, um, can wear and tear on you and, and how that plays into the artist development, but also to the creative space and really kind of taking the art form and turning it into a business. So lots of fun stuff coming up. I hope that you will, uh, you know, kind of stay tuned and be excited for those conversations. But today on the solo dig, I want to share a little bit about, again, what's going on in my world. And, um, you all have known and heard about me talking about my meditation practice. I think the last solo dig I shared with you that I've been diving into the Bhagavad Gita, which is a uh, religion, religious text kind of got some Hindu origins over in India and some Vedic um, kind of philosophies. And, and if you're not familiar with some of that stuff, I understand. But it's been really interesting to me because it's it's it doesn't have to be approached in the sense of religion as much as I say this from my perspective, the term religion has had kind of this weird context to it for throughout my life in in different ways that I won't dive into now but I've kind of anything that's felt too religious I've pushed away a little bit for a long time but diving into this meditation practice over the last year or so I've really reconnected with my own uh considerations and and uh my own explorations or lack thereof of spirituality and religion and how all of that stuff ties into really just why we're here. Uh, and, and it, you know, it doesn't have to be applied in a religious kind of connotation, if you will, it can just really be more about living and leading a life of by example and making decisions and choosing to approach things while we have this little limited bit of time in this consciousness physical form to really make uh, as most of an impact as we can. And and the best way to do that is to transform yourself. I've said it before on this podcast um, from some of my dives into this meditation program. One of the quotes that sticks with me and has stuck with me is in order to transform the world around you, you have to first transform yourself. And so that's what I'm working on lately. And the Bhagavad Gita and exploring some of the topics within that has been really helpful. And so I shared with you on the previous solo dig episode, it feels like forever ago now, but I shared then about how I may be uh, exploring that and talking about that a little bit more as we move forward in the in these solo dig episodes. So um, the meditation stuff, I've, I've stopped the Monday morning meditation, uh, group meditation practice 
several of you joined in w- with me on some of those, and I, I'm grateful for that. It was a, a great experience for me, and I appreciate the feedback and folks that really seem to enjoy that as well. I am, however, working on some new offerings in the world of meditation, so I can't wait to share those with you. I uh, just finished and completed the meditation course, so I am graduation is a, a couple of weeks away. Graduation, so I'll have my certificate to be a um, Chopra certified meditation teacher, and I am excited to share some of that experience with you all moving forward. And hope that some of you may uh, take some interest in incorporating a meditation practice into your own life. And I can't wait to share some of that with you. So. Today, I want to talk just a little bit briefly about um, one form of yoga. Uh, I, If you're not familiar with yoga, let's start with that. Um, and some of you may be asking, how does this tie into the kind of the, the topic of a pursuit of purpose and really more in the creative arts industry? And it you may have to help or I'll help you connect the dots because what I'm finding is that as somebody that that calls themselves a creative uh, in, in a songwriting format and really helping also helping organizations kind of craft a brand message and create marketing programs that are effective and engaging, um, I'm reconnecting with my inner truest self through meditation and going inward has helped me better connect on an outward level with the environment around me. And when we talk about yoga, it's not simply the physical form or the postures of yoga that so many of us are familiar with in the Western world. Yoga is really truly, uh, considered the, um, the union of mind, body, soul, and the environment around us. Okay. So when I say yoga, don't, don't get caught up on the physical posture form of yoga or practice of, of a yoga class that so many of us are used to. That is absolutely a part of it. Um, but as I'm learning and, and I have learned the, the approach to becoming or being a yogi and living a yogi lifestyle is really connecting the combinations of mind, body, spirit into this union with also the environment around us. So I'll talk a little bit more about that. And if anybody's interested, I will definitely dive into that and some of the meditation offerings that I'll have coming up soon. Um, But today, let's talk a little bit about the Bhagavad Gita and one of the forms of yoga, which is karma yoga. And uh, karma yoga is is really um, the, the... is the yoga of action and taking action. And I'm working on reading a couple of different books here. This is the path to God. Many of you know, I am a huge Ram Das fan. This is his version, basically living the Bhagavad Gita. So he did a lecture, a, a class on this many years ago out in Boulder, Colorado. And this book talks about really not, it's not the Bhagavad Gita, uh, verbiage, but it's taking that, that the text, excuse me, the text of the Bhagavad Gita and then applying it and and trying to help specifically, I assume Westerners or those that aren't familiar with the text, how to really kind of live the life of it. And then I've been combining that with this book, which was recommended um, from a friend on Facebook who is also exploring this. And this is Eknath Eswaran, who basically he, um, he is... I guess translating it so he introduces each chapter of the Bhagavad Gita and talks a little bit about it and how to apply it as well. So uh, karma yoga is one of these kind of lessons that 
in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna, Lord Krishna or Sri Krishna, is guiding Arjuna, who is the, the, the two, two main characters in the text of the Bhagavad Gita are Krishna and Arjuna. Arjuna is going into this battle with his family, um, which he is doesn't really want to do. And so Krishna is essentially guiding him kind of from a mental and, and an approach standpoint into why it is important and why it is necessary and why this is kind of his karmic path uh, and his dharma is to to uh, live out that right and so when we talk about karma yoga one of the uh one of the forms of yoga ramdas says you know here krishna's argument about doing your dharma and playing your part is the framework for one of the major themes of the gita the practice of what is called karma yoga up to now krishna has been persuading arjuna telling him why he should fight this battle but now he's going to begin explaining to him the way he should go about doing it so in this context from which he, he should approach the battle, in fact, he's going to define the technique through which we transform our actions and bring them into harmony with our dharma. And so action, again, is kind of the key point in all of this. And, and the way that this connects, I believe, into the rest of this podcast and these conversations that I have is that when we take action, and I talked about it a few, several episodes ago now on on kind of the software of the soul and this this kind of triangle of our, the actions that we take lead to memories and which lead to desires which then in turn circle us back or bring us back to the next action that we take and in this particular text with the Bhagavad Gita and this approach um, Arjuna is really saying you know I'm not going to fight I'm putting down my sword I won't do it and Krishna is essentially saying no you are going to do it because this is what you have been called to do and this is what you have essentially been put into this physical form to live out your dharma and by taking no action you are actually taking an action um, so let's take that back a little bit so again karma yoga is really the the, the taking action and Arjuna is saying, I'm going to not fight this battle. And what Krishna is saying, by doing that, by saying you're not going to do something, you are actually taking an action, which is, but which is also going against what your dharma is, what you've been put here to do. And so he goes on in, in the text, the actual Bhagavad Gita, to talk about how by not doing this, these outcomes would happen. And, and he talks about a few different things and stuff that really speaks to Arjuna is the fact that he is a warrior. So when he starts, when Krishna starts saying, you know, these people will look at you as, as a, a weak warrior and somebody that, you know, isn't capable in certain realms, that I think encourages Arjuna in more of a, a, an egotistical way to take action. But I want to read a couple of, uh, of quotes here that Ram Das included in his uh, kind of explanation of this. And he talks about Mahatma Gandhi here. He says, Mahatma Gandhi told us what, well, let me, let me back up a little bit. So basically what he's saying here is do your work, but do it without attachment. So in liberty from the bonds of attachment, do thou therefore the work to be done for the man whose work is pure attains indeed the supreme. So what he's saying here is do your work, but do it without attachment. And this is kind of what I've been thinking about more and more and how to interpret and how to integrate this into my life is that many times before you think of like at the beginning of the year, you have to have these goals and all these expected outcomes. And that's, that is of value and definitely something we should be aware of and, and attain and uh, or, uh, 
strive towards our goals and certain kind of milestones, if you will. But the real art form in this taking action is taking the action without expectation necessarily, or without attachment to the outcome. And it kind of goes back to that saying of like, to do, you know, to work around your passion or to do something that you truly love, never, when you're doing it, it never feels like a day of work because it's something that you love. Well, if you flip that script and try to look at it in a, in a sense of how do we apply ourselves and put ourselves into action within things that we love to do, the joy that it brings us, but doing it without necessarily expecting or being attached to a certain expected outcome. And, you know, I, I, I'm trying myself to, to become more aware of that. And this is where meditation has been critical in that, that kind of process. Um, but I would challenge you. And I think about it, I guess, going back to the creative side, I, I think about when I sit down to write a song, I don't always sit down with an expe- expectation of writing a song. Sometimes I want to write a very specific thing and I try and strive for that. And more times than not, when I go into it with an expectation or, or a, a, a somewhat of a defined outcome of what I think it should be, I don't always usually it doesn't end up working out, you know, whereas the last few songs I've wrote, um, or I've written have been more of, I just wanted to pick up the guitar and play some music and let something come out, whatever it would be without any expectation or without attachment to that outcome. And then next thing you know, I've got two verses in there or a verse, a verse and a half and a chorus or something like that. And all of a sudden I look back and I'm like, shit, this is working. This is, I wasn't even expecting that. So um, but to get, to get back to this, that's when you start applying this into your life in the meditation, I think is key here because it, it, it calms your mind down from being so fast and, and just the, the continuous patterns of thoughts to be aware of the thoughts, be aware of the action that you're taking and why you're taking those actions, but not necessarily attaching any expected outcome to it. So I'm kind of talking in circles, I guess, on that, but it's really been something that has been um, just really intriguing to me. So again, another quote here, uh, Ramdas says, here are a couple of slokas to bring the theme to mind for us. But great is the man who, free from attachments, and with the mind ruling its powers in harmony, works on the path of karma yoga. Uh, So he emphasized free from attachment. And then this next quote, which I already read, I'll read again. He emphasizes, In liberty from the bonds of attachment, do thou therefore the work to be done, for the man whose work is pure attains indeed the supreme. So in other words, again, do your work, but do it without attachment. Um, So he says here, uh, we're not told yet, or we're not being told yet how to stop being attached. We're just being told that that's the goal to work without attachments, which means acting without worrying about the outcome. So don't be attached to the fruit of the action is one of the principles instructions in karma yoga. Uh, So he goes on to say, set thy heart upon thy work, but never on its reward work, not for reward, but never cease to do thy work. That is something that I feel like is really challenging for uh, not only myself, but just our, our kind of society. A lot of times we're, we've grown up and our societal constructs have told us that we need to be achieving certain things and reaching certain levels. And if we aren't doing that, then we're not, then what's, what is the point of doing the work? 
And here we're, we're kind of flipping that frame framework to say, work not for reward, but never cease to do thy work. So then he goes on to say, Mahatma Gandhi told us what that looks like in practice. He said, in regard to every action, one must know the result that is expected to follow, the means thereto, and the capacity for it. He who being thus equipped is without desire for the result and is yet wholly engrossed in the due fulfillment of the task before him. Such a man is said to have renounced the fruits of his action. So renouncing the fruit of his actions. Once we have fully done that, we're finally free to act in whatever way we're drawn by our dharma to act. We're no longer be being pulled and pushed in other directions by our attachments. We're not going to get anything out of it. We're acting solely to fulfill our dharma. So now you might see how this all kind of comes together with this podcast being uh, pursuing purpose, pursuing Dharma, exploring, like digging into what Dharma means for different creators. Uh, and for me, what I'm finding is that in order to fully achieve and live out our Dharma, which when we're living our Dharma, when we, when we fully are engulfed in that, the feeling, it, it, I've, I've caught glimpses of it. It's easy to fall back into negative thought patterns and all of the things that kind of, you know, keep us going in the head uh, that get us away from that sometimes. But um, I challenge you to contemplate this idea of taking action, putting in the work, but doing so without necessarily being attached to whatever the outcome is. Um, I had a friend reach out to me recently. Uh, well, this was actually probably about four or five months ago now, and it, I was, I don't know, maybe five or seven episodes into this podcast and and uh this this guy he's um he works in the music industry as well he's a fellow marketer and and he's helped a lot of musicians and and kind of up and coming indie artists to really dial in their marketing strategies and he reached out to me and said hey what's what's your end game on this podcast and now in hindsight it's funny that i i responded with you know what man i don't have an end game at the moment this is a a, a a passion project in a sense it is a way for me to explore conversations re-engage with some folks that i've met along my my journey here and but really more so just to to keep myself accountable and now looking back like in in kind of comparing that i said that without even realizing that that in in a way that's that is actually the path of karma yoga um, doing the, the work, putting in the effort and working towards kind of this, uh, let me see here again. Where was that? I want to read that quote one more time. So yeah, again, as, as Mahatma Gandhi said, he who being thus equipped is without desire for the result, but is yet wholly engrossed in the due fulfillment of the task before him. Such a man is said to have renounced the fruits of his actions. So Maybe I, I did it without knowing, but it feels like this is somewhat of a dharmic path for me because every time I have a conversation with one of my guests, I walk away from those conversations feeling enlivened and just with full of spirit and joy for, for the conversation and just the, the, the energy that comes out of that. And so I challenge you hopefully to apply this or find ways and, and just try to be aware of it when you're taking action, whether it be in your career and your conversations with your friends or your family, um, whether it's making a decision on what to eat for dinner or for breakfast or whatever, if we can, or you can become more aware in those actions and kind of look at your almost witness yourself making the action, but 
ask, are you stop and pause if you can? And are you doing it with expectation of a certain outcome or attachment to that outcome? Or are you doing it with full and, and, you know, uh, as, as Mahatma Gandhi said, full, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Wholly engrossed in the due fulfillment of that action. There we go. So are you, are you engrossed in the action that you're doing in that moment without the mind being thinking about the outcome and being attached to whatever that outcome is. So I don't know, hopefully you, you can kind of uh, feel some, some energy off of this. And, and I only can hope that it encourages you again to stop and think a little bit deeper about the actions that you take and, um, you know, maybe apply yourself in a way that is a little different than what you have done in the past and be aware of those attachments to the outcome sometimes. And I'm working through it. It's not always an easy task to, uh, to just flip a switch and and start thinking in a certain way or acting in a certain way. But, um, I've really enjoyed the journey thus far and I'm excited to share more with you. I appreciate you all taking the time to check in on this. Um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. If you're intrigued and want to explore a little bit more, um, hit me up, hit me up on social media, uh, drop me an email, taylor at wcreative, that's d-u-b-y-a creative.com. And, uh, let me know how I can, I can help you. Or if you want to explore the conversation or topic a little bit more. Um, but first and foremost, and always thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you, I don't know. I, I I don't know how to wrap this one up, but that's all I really got for today. I will have again next week. You will be finally presented with another conversation. That that conversation next week will be Rebecca Gumer. Um, so stay tuned for that. And I hope you folks have a wonderful, wonderful week or weekend or day, whatever day it is you're listening to this. And I'm sending love and light out to you as always. Namaste. Thank you.